Well, hey, it's your girl PK, and I am here doing the PK Project Podcast. Now, you know I like to mix my topics with a little bit of business, a little bit of personal, and um, well, it's time to get personal. We'll just call it Cake After Dark. So as you know, I did talk about my dating life with one person, uh, Mr. H-Town, I talked about how I met him and, you know, our first couple encounters. And then I talked about about two, three weeks ago, just about the trip to Atlanta, me accompanying him and and how that all went and, you know, my concerns and worry. But now we're at a new stage. (sighs) Where do I begin? As you all know, I'm single, been single uh, for quite some time now not that long, moved out of my apartment with my ex back in November, uh, but found out he was cheating on me late March. So we'll just say the relationship's been over for about a year. Uh, So that's where it's at. I met this gentleman uh, at the airport, did not know that he is, that he lived in Houston. I actually met him, like I said, at the Atlanta airport and we had been conversing and, you know, he has he has a job that it's basically a corporate situation, but unlike me, I can get up and move around, which has really been a, probably a reason why this communication and this so-called relationship, whatever you want to call it, has gone on as long as it has. But as we all know, shiny things no longer become shiny, and that luster becomes lackluster. And the shine of it all starts to dwindle. And I'm here to tell you, things have shifted a little bit. And, you know, again, met him, had several encounters. I met him late last summer while he was doing a job. And so this would be technically our first summer together. And, um... I have to tell you, a couple weeks ago in Atlanta, it was amazing. I really admire him. I got to see him work, which was just fascinating to me. I have a a whole new level of respect for anyone who truly pours their heart into anything that they love, which I got to witness that, which was amazing. Never seen that ever in someone that I'm dating. It was great. Two weeks go by. And now we are here in Dallas last weekend. And let me just tell you, the gear shifted a little bit. Uh, And I don't think I was expecting it. I'm a very loving and giving person. If I love you or care about you as my friend or my lover or whatever the case may be, I'm just going to smother you with myself. I'm going to smother you with my love. And because he was coming into town, I felt, okay, you're in my city. You're on, you're in my territory. I had custom specialty cookies shipped in. I'm not a cookie maker. Uh, you know, baked something just for, for him uh, that he liked and wanted to make sure that I was, you know, on point for everything. Because, again, this is where I live. And there was an exception this time where he actually came into town a day earlier and was and able, it was actually able to come to my house, to my apartment. And I never thought from the moment that I met him that that would even occur just due to work and, you know, family and kids and just, you know, all those type of things. And I just was on pins and needles. And I don't know if it was nervousness 
or anxiousness, or I was just in disbelief that this man was going to be in my apartment because he's a grown man. He is a man, like a manly man. And I was just like, okay, you know, and really the gist of the relationship, you know, obviously it started off as sex. I mean, give me a break. We're all adults. So that's really what it is. And again, if you, if this is your first time listening, just know that Portia, AKA PK, you know, I'm a man in a woman's body. You're going to come out of the bathroom and a bitch's clothes is going to be on. You come out of the bathroom. I'm like deuces. Like I don't stick around. I'm not trying to hover you. I'm not trying to be your wife. I'm not trying to be your girlfriend. It's an in and out sonic drive-through situation. I'm in and out. I'm in and out. I'm in and out. That's it. So came over. It was late, but it was different. It wasn't just about, it wasn't just about sex this time. And I don't know how I feel about that. I like the man. I, I like the man very much. And then I thought, oh my God, the dynamics of the relationship has shifted. We're not out of town. It's not just you and I. We're not in a hotel room. We're not out on a date. We're not dressed up. Like, this is me in the flesh. You're in my home. This is personal. You get to see who I am and what I do and where I live. And that night seemed to be a very connected evening uh, on so many levels because I was super excited to see him. Uh, it was a little bit more not as lusty. The night wasn't as lusty. It was a little bit of emotion, a little bit of a, I really actually missed this person. And that was weird. I mean, you tell people that you miss them, but like, I felt that I missed this individual. So it was just different the first night. So as the weekend goes on, because he is here for work and I am there, you know, I will say again, I've never supported a man in what he's done. This was, this is a first for me to really like be there and show up for someone else because it's normally the other way around where the man is supporting me and me traveling to cake classes or doing a convention, some, something, uh, uh, one of those things are my own things that they have shown up to come to. But this time I was there for someone else and that felt really good. That feels amazing to show up for someone and they can see you show up. And I'm not a half-assed person. Like, listen, I'm there for all of the shits. Okay. Like I'm there. I'm witnessing. I'm on time from the beginning to the end. I am there. And to, and I thought I'm giving up my time <laughs> during the weekend to support this individual. Like who, who is this PK? Like who is this person? And I sat in that and I thought, wow, okay. I'm supporting this person. And I will say that the relationship, the communication is there, but I feel like it's gotten surface level. Like I don't really know anything about your life per se. He actually did a podcast and I learned more about him on the podcast than I did about him in person. And I was like, okay, the relationship is surface level mixed with sex. We're attracted to each other. We like each other. 
I, I mean, clearly this isn't going anywhere. <laughs> clearly, this is not, I, I don't believe that it's going anywhere because I feel like as a woman, which most women do, we kind of give a little bit more. I feel like sometimes I'm pulling teeth to get any sort of communication, which I'm going to get to that. So Friday night comes, you know, I'm there, I'm at the hotel, I go be supportive. I come back to the hotel, take a shower, you know, all this. It's been a long day, even though I'm in town. It's been a long day. And he came into the room a little bit later than I thought he was. And we watched TV. I was waiting for this thrusty lust of an evening and it didn't happen. It was like I thought we were going to go eat at Ruth Chris and we went to Taco Bell. You know what I'm saying? And they were out of, you know, beans and meat. I don't know. But it was a little bit different. I was like, okay, wait a goddamn minute. The lust of the relationship have shifted. Is this what you're like on, on a regular, uh, regular basis during the week? Is this who you are? obviously, because we all go to bed and watch TV at night. But regardless, I was like, okay, we've, we've moved into a new stage. The question is, do I like this stage? Because everyone likes all the fun stuff at first, you know, where you fuck like rabbits and everything's, you know, rainbows and butterflies. But I was okay with the normalcy. It was like, wow, I get to lay with someone. I'm not used to sleeping with someone at night. And that made me not sleep well because I was just in disbelief that we're we're sleeping together. Even though we've slept together, you know, in Atlanta, like we're actually in the same bed again, you know. And so this was like a sense of normalcy of like, this would be like if he came home or came over and we're watching TV. I couldn't sleep. I tossed and turned like a toddler. <laughs> I don't know what it is. And I don't know if it was because the feeling, oh God, this sounds so desperate, but the feeling was so good to just lay in a man's arms that it was almost scary to me because I haven't had that in so long. I was like, what am I doing? Am I throwing myself and my heart into the pits of hell? Because that's kind of what it felt like because I hadn't felt that in so long. So I'm like, okay, we're doing that. It wasn't until the next morning that a girl had to bust out Circus Dole and do stunts and shows. I mean, obviously he's a morning lover and I'm fine with morning lover. It's just when the morning hit, I had to be on. And, and when I say on, I mean on. I mean, ride it like a rodeo till the sun comes up. I mean, the sun was coming up. I mean, it was a lot. It's a lot. I didn't lose my nose ring. I changed my nose ring for that reason. Even though I got moved around with things. <laughs> I, uh, the bitch ain't too proud to beg, okay? There was things going on. It was lovely. It was a Lovely day, seeing that song, because that's what it was giving, mixed with a little Sade. Like, it was just different, because the sun was coming up, and it's morning, it's not night, we didn't have drinks like last time, so things are a little different. But it was a good different. It just, it wasn't a bad different, it was just different, different. So, Saturday is the long day that happens here. Like, it's off and on, off and on. So I go do my thing there with him in the morning. 
have hours that I'm free. I go have drinks by the pool with my chef lady friend. And we do that for a few hours. And then I have to go back. And so that night he came to the room earlier. But he fell asleep earlier. And I was like, okay, we're being normal people. We're not going to fuck like rabbits like we did in Atlanta. Okay, th- we're back to normalcy. We're back to normal life. And then again, now Thursday night when he was in my home, it was on like Donkey Kong. But again, it was a little bit more emotional and a little bit more connected. It was like, am I falling in love? Do I love this? That was the feeling it was giving Thursday night. And then I thought, I can't be in love with someone. I don't really know everything about them. Like, I love you. Like, I love Nikisha Marie. Like, I love you. We're friends. I love you. But I thought, I can't be in love with someone that I, you know, I don't know. And even though, I'm about to get real nasty. Even though someone's dick and balls have been in my mouth and they have literally been inside my body. And that's personal. (laughs) But then I'm saying, (laughs) I don't know you. (laughs) It's kind of fucked up. It's kind of a catch-22 because I'm literally saying, I don't know you, but your dick's been in my mouth. And so there's that part of it, you know. And here we are, you know, we're waking up. It's Sunday. And as I'm, you know, playing cowgirl, I'm thinking to myself as I'm looking down at this beautiful, beautiful man who has helped me transition out of the hurt that I was in from my last relationship and know that I feel he's made me still feel attractive and knowing that I can pull a a top tier caliber of a human being of a man like this because I never I have but just recently you know because my ex was a shit but I'm looking down at him and I'm asking myself, the the lust has worn off and now this is new. I have a new feeling for this individual. And is it love? If is it surface level love? Is it just still in lust? Is it is it just this weird limbo of a feeling like I'm not in love, but I want to love you because that's kind of how it feels. It feels like I want to love you and I want to communicate more because I feel like there was a big lack of communication and it's not coming from my end. It's coming from his end. And I don't like in my last relationship, we did communicate often. It took us years to build that type of relationship to communicate. And now it's like a struggle with this human being. And I thought, you know, maybe this relationship isn't as reciprocated as I thought it was. So yesterday I slid in the DM. I sent a schedule like, hey, do you want to go to this event? I can get tickets, pick a date. And then he says, I don't know what my new schedule is because I am going to be working at a new place. Now, mind you. I was thrown back from this because we had talked about a career shift or upgrading, you know, what he was doing face to face on multiple occasions. Like we discussed this 
not just via text. Like I literally was like, and I'm not saying I'm the reason, of course not. Like I'm, I don't work his job, but I was like, you have to go for it. Like in Atlanta, I was like, you have to go for this. Like it's time, like level up, you know, upgrade yourself. And I'm not saying again that I made him make that career move, but I felt like I was a, a midget part of the push. So I felt like, God, you were on top of me and in me all weekend and you just never thought to just bring it up. Like you never thought to say anything about this. We just talked about this two or three weeks ago and you were, we spent four days together. And now after you leave, you're telling me this, like I was hurt by that. But then I called my best friend, Nikisha. And of course a bitch put another, put this bitch back on the shelf. It's like, it's like she grabbed me, blew on my ass and put me back on the shelf. She was like, listen, maybe the relationship or where you thought it was, isn't where it is for him. Good point. The other thing is she's like, you share everything. Yeah, I do. She said, but not everyone's like that. Cause she's not like that. She doesn't share everything. So she said, you know, some people don't want to share so quickly. Maybe he's used to telling people the news and they're not happy for him. Or maybe he hasn't told anyone. Maybe, you know, you're not that person in his life that you thought you were, that you were important enough for him to tell. That was some real bitch shit right there. When my homegirl was telling me, and I'm not saying bitch in a bad way. I'm like, bitch was laying down facts. Like, listen, bitch. You may not be who you thought you were. Maybe the relationship isn't where you thought it was for him to feel like you were important enough to even tell that to. But then again, you know, maybe everything hadn't been worked out and he just didn't tell me. I don't know, because as women, we overthink and we overly justify. I was pissed. So I sent a voice message and I sent a text message and I said it in Spanish because I was livid. And that's the only time I speak in Spanish. I was livid. And he replied, relax, we'll talk about it. Fuck talking about it, bro. Like, you should have said something. And the only reason I felt that way was because we had verbally spoke about this face-to-face. So then I, again, had to put myself back on the shelf and then really kind of thought about what's been happening in this relationship, if that's what you want to call it. In a nutshell, it's been very physical, very passionate. We've moved into that. We're moving into almost a year of knowing one another to the point of, I don't really know a whole lot about you or about your life. Again, heard more about you on the podcast than you've told me yourself. Then again, when we are together, there's just not a ton of time. Are we attracted to each other? Absolutely. Is there a chemistry and connection? Absolutely. Is he the type of man I would love to be with just based on, the conversation that we have and the advice he's given me and me seeing him work so hard. Absolutely. Like that's it right there. I feel like I met my match. The communication is not there on his end. Uh, Sometimes the time and attention, it's just not there. And I don't want to base the relationship like, Oh, he doesn't talk to me as much. Oh, we don't do this. You know, it kind of comes and goes just like money. There's one more trip. Just one next weekend. And after that, I don't know what happens because once that happens and his 
work picks back up, I can't go down there just willy nilly during the week and do all these things because he's busy. Like he's a very busy individual and has his hands in multiple things. And it's like, I don't think I can go back from sexcapade, you know, sexy time on the weekends, you know, here and there to we've been out of town together. Now we've slept in the same bed, slept multiple nights together to going back to what it was. It's too far gone. It's like when you get tickets to a concert for front row and then the next concert, you don't want to sit in the nosebleed section. You don't, you don't want to go back. Just like when first class, you don't want to go back to main cabin. You want to stay in the front. And so now I have to ask myself, <laughs> where do I want to sit? I don't want to go back. But the option to move forward is also not there for multiple reasons and distance and work and shifting and I don't know if it's going to end after next weekend. I don't, I, I can't go back to the way that it was because too much has happened Too we've done too much now. And, you know, I've been keeping my options open. Obviously I haven't been just strictly in this relationship, but I've given my most time and attention to it. And I don't know what happens next. I don't know. If I just let it linger, it's the best sex I've ever had. Let me say the best sex I've ever had in my life. And I get that if that has to go away, um, my life isn't over. So I can't, you know, it can't happen again. Find another great lover. So like it can't happen again. But I know me. I know myself. I just don't know. If next weekend is the last weekend or if it does keep going, how does it flow? How does it go? Because we've already ended this cycle of what it once was. And due to lack of communication on the other on the other party and due to, you know, Maybe lack of interest. I don't know. It seems like a lack of interest to me because I'm a woman, but I'm here and I'm open to whatever, but I also know I'm not going to make it happen. I'm not going to push anything. I'm tired of initiating and I'm tired of creating things. I want someone else to do it. I want someone to say, Portia, I can't live without you. Portia, I don't want to be without you. I want you here. I want you in my life. And this is how it needs to go for me. And you have the option to go along with me or to step away from it. That's what I want this man to tell me. I want this man to lead me into making a decision or saying, hey, this is my life. Either you can step in it or you can step out of it. But I need him to tell me something. And if I don't like any of those options, I can keep my ass where I'm at. So. One more week, ladies and gentlemen, one more week into dating H-Town and let's just see what happens. And um, thanks for being along the ride. But that's where I'm at in dating. I am 
online. That's been interesting. I have not met this gentleman. I have been speaking with. He seems very well put together. So I don't know. I'll see if that happens. But right now I need to put my time and attention on H-Town to see what happens and go from there. But I will tell you. It's just something about him that is just miraculous. And a big piece of me doesn't want to let it go because it's really just been the highlight of my life for the past year. He has been. But then again, it's one of those things like, do you just like what you're doing or do would you actually like the person? I don't know because I haven't been given the opportunity to get to know about this person as much as I would have liked by now or wanted to. And I don't know if I'm ever going to. So thanks for listening. I'm Portia Kimball with the PK Project Podcast on Dating Part 2. And um, stick with me and let's see what happens next.